It's great to be here on Vision Sundays in this fun. This is great. I love a good party. Now, um, disclosure, I'm vegan. And if you're vegan like me, you will love being a vegan. The only problem about being vegan is cake. Vegan cake is terrible. It is terrible because cakes generally involve two things that are very important. One of them is butter, the other of them is eggs. Neither of those things are vegan. And so I have friends who make fun of me quite a lot, and they like to post videos on my sort of Facebook or whatever showing how to make a vegan cake. And this is one that I get posted quite a lot. Should we watch this video? after the fifth time that someone's done that, but you understand the point. Now, as Mike said, um, we have been spending the last few weeks looking at parables of the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And Beck spoke to us last week about how the kingdom of God is what Jesus has brought with him. It is about how, because of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, God's rule, God's reign that we sung about in that song just now has broken into the world. God's life, God's love is available here and now and one day will come in its total fullness. We don't need to wait for um, us to die. We don't need to wait for God to come and act in the future because God is already acting here and now in our world by his spirit. That is true. That is what the kingdom of God is all about. And Jesus tells stories about the kingdom of God because there are so many different ways of describing it. It's a bit like this, he says, in one place. It's a bit like a seed we had last week. It's a bit like this. It's a bit like that. It's a bit like something else because it's so multifaceted. And today I want to look at one story that Jesus tells to describe the kingdom of God in particular. And it's found in Luke 14. If you've got a Bible, great. If you didn't pick one up on the way in, there's always a big pile of Bibles at the back. Some of the host teams have got them. We're looking at, um, it's going to come on the screen as well, Luke 14, starting um, at verse 15, I believe. I'm going to read it for us. It says, When one of those at table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. 
Then the master told his servant, go out into the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. So, according to this parable, the kingdom of God that we've been talking about is like a great banquet or an amazing party. But I wonder, we might have heard that before, that might be new, do we actually believe this? Do you believe that the kingdom of God will be a party? Maybe you're a bit like me and I kind of think, I know what a good party is, we just described them, didn't we? Involved this and that and blah, blah, blah. And the kingdom of God party is going to be basically this, the equivalent of a vegan cake. It's not going to have any of the good bits there. We know what the good bits are. They're the butter, the eggs. It's not going to have any of the good bits. We're going to have to turn up and be bored and pretend like we're having a good time. We all know it's secretly, it's really rubbish, but we're, we're going to have to smile and get on with it because that's what you do if you're a good Christian. Now, that's how sometimes we think about the kingdom of God, isn't it? That's sometimes how we think about being a Christian, isn't it? But I really, really believe that God's party that we are invited to is better than any party we've ever been to before, any party we could possibly go to. And participating in that party is the best thing we could do with our lives. And I'm going to spend the next few minutes trying to convince you why that is true. So, if you're going to throw a good party, what do you need? Shame out. what do you need if you're going to throw a really good party? Friends, great. Friends, what else? Volivants. <laughs> Different kind of parties in Guildford, but never mind. Okay, quiche. Quiche, maybe. That's again one of those Christian party things, isn't it? We need food, we need music, we need drink, we need friends, we need a venue. Excellent. Anything else? Hmm? Confetti cannons, absolutely. Someone this morning said clowns, and I think that's quite controversial. A lot of people don't like clowns. But I think you can summarize what you need at a good party into three categories. First of all, we need resources. We need stuff to make it happen. Second, we need a guest list. We need people to make it happen. And third, creativity. We need some good ideas. We need the equivalent of confetti cannons that someone's going to have to tidy up later. Um, but it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Um, we're going to need creativity to to make it happen. Now, when I got married, we had some resources. We had limited resources, but our parents gave us some money, and we had some money of our own. We saved up. We had some friends who did great things for us. They baked cakes. They made uh, things look lovely. They uh, helped us with the church and the music and all of that kind of stuff. And within our limited resources, we made, I think, quite a good party on our wedding day. It was good. But where we have limited resources, God has unlimited resources. God has unlimited resources. If we want a good party, God's got the resources to make it happen. Does anyone know, what was Jesus' first miracle he ever performed? Water into wine. You guys are good. You're on fire tonight. Water into wine. Now, did Jesus, wedding at Cana, everyone's had a glass... Wine's running out, social faux pas to the max. Did Jesus say, well, actually, everyone's had enough. Time to go home, get an early night. You've had a glass. 
Don't want don't to go overboard. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't party pooper it. He produced four, um, he produced liters and liters and gallons and gallons of wine. If that wine was getting on an airplane today to fly somewhere, it would look something like this picture. It would be 600 bottles of wine. It would take three pallets. It's way too much wine. It is an abundant amount of wine. Because you know what? God has unlimited resources, and God is a God of abundance. Yeah? There's enough for everyone to enjoy. It was crazy. Jesus made more than enough to go around. So resources. The second thing a party needs is a guest list. Now, hands up if you got married and really struggled with that element of planning the wedding, the guest list. Anyone with me? Yeah, we have to whittle it down. You have to have an awkward conversation with someone who thinks they're going to be invited. And you have to say, sorry, it's only family and close friends, even though 170 people are going to your wedding. And clearly, that's not family and close friends. You just can't invite that person for whatever reason. You have that. You have um, people who don't RSVP. You have an argument with your future spouse over what constitutes a close friend in the first place. And it all gets a bit difficult because you have a limited capacity for people. That is not God's way. In verse 17 of this passage we just read, it says that those who were invited are told to come because everything is ready for this banquet. Everything is ready for the party. Now, in order to understand this, we need to know that Jesus is talking to religiously Jewish people. They were the good people who did everything right. They were the people who were invited to the party, as it were. They were the children of Abraham. Um, They were the descendants of God's promise. These were the people invited. And Jesus is saying... They made excuses. They didn't want to come to the party. Now, God didn't go, okay, well, I'll have a party with no one there. That's not God's way. God didn't sort of um, sit at a big, lonely table. That's not what God does. Sit at a big, lonely table going, well, no one wants to come to my party, so here I am by myself. In the story, okay, what happens instead? These people don't want to come. I'll invite others. So he sends the servant, go out to the streets, Bring in the crippled, the the blind, the lame. This is shorthand for saying the unworthy, the excluded, the unrighteous, the not holy, the not Jewish people. Invite them. Bring them to the party. I want more people there. And that's still not enough. Even then, there is still room. And the servant sent back out a third time. Compel people. They must come to this party. God wants the place filled. God wants everyone to be invited. You and me, the whole world. Everyone is invited to God's party. God has capacity for us all. So the invite list is pretty big, right? Third thing God has, which we don't have, if we're going to make a great party, is creativity. Now, I am rubbish. I am not creative. It was not my idea to have confetti cannons. I think it was brilliant. I would never have come up with that. I'm not good with making things look nice. My husband is. He made our wedding look beautiful. It was wonderful, and it was really great to change uh, the building that we hired into something that looked really magical and special. How much more capable is God How much more amazing is God's creativity? God who imagined all the things we can see. We've got some photos, some amazing things. And I know we'll have experienced um, some of that wonder of God's creation, what God is capable of. God is the source of creativity. 
God is the source of everything. He's going to make the party pretty epic, right? Yes. So, if God's party is much better than any party we could possibly imagine, what is it actually going to involve? Well, this party is all about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is a place where things are done God's way. And what better way to think about that than to look at Jesus? If we want to know what the kingdom of God's going to look like, we look at Jesus. What did Jesus do? Jesus healed people. Jesus uh, restored those who were broken. Jesus found those who were lost. Jesus welcomed in the marginalized and excluded. Jesus celebrated with joy. That's what the kingdom of God's going to look like, isn't it? It's going to look like Jesus. And it's going to look like all those things that we've been talking about over the last uh, five or six weeks. That's what this party, that's what joining in the kingdom is going to look like. So we have a decision to make because we have an invitation to respond to. Are we going to participate? Are we going to show up at the party, the party that's here and now? Because often, I think we can be like the people in the story. Often, we can prioritize other things. In that story, if you remember, they prioritized uh, their property. One person had to go and see um, their uh, to go and see their field, one person had to try out their ox, and one person was, had got married. And that might not be the same for us today, but actually, maybe we do value our, our homes, making our houses beautiful, um, climbing the corporate ladder, our jobs, our security, our success, our families, our lives, our busyness. Maybe we do think, I'm not sure the party's all it's cracked up to be, so I'm just going to, I've got FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm going to hold back because God's party, is it going to be as good as this other party that we get potentially invited to? So we hold back and we don't respond. But there is an invitation there for each one of us. And there are three responses we could make. The first is to say no. Don't like the sound of it. It's not for me. I don't want to come to the party. I don't want to participate in the kingdom of God. We can make that decision. Second decision is that we RSVP, yes. And then we kind of get a bit busy with other things and we forget to show up. Because life gets in, its, in the way. We, uh, we get a bit busy. We think, yeah, this is an amazing party, but I'll worry about it in the next life. For now, I'm focused on me. Or we just we forget about it, and it goes to the bottom of our list uh, of our agenda. And when we do that, actually, our faith becomes quite self-obsessed. We become a bit consumerist with the way that we approach what it means to be a Christian. Because what we're doing is we're saying, yeah, 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 I'll, you know, when I die, I go to heaven, God, that would be great, absolutely. But what can I get out of stuff for me now? We don't participate. Everyone loses because we don't get to see the amazing things that God has got planned for each one of us to do here and now. And actually, that's a lack. That's a lack for people who don't show up. That's a lack for those of us who do show up who are really missing out on you being there as well. And actually, the worst people, when you send out an invitation, are the people who say they're going to come and then they don't bother to show up. Am I right? Yes? We've been in that situation. Anyway... Or we could, the third option, is we could 
actually say yes to the invitation and then choose to participate. We can start living God's kingdom way here and now. We can uh, start seeing the amazing things that God has got planned for us and how he wants to use us and share the joy of that in community with one another, seeing God's kingdom come here and now today. And when we do that, when we participate in the kingdom, we can be like the servant in the story. Remember, that servant was sent out three times. Gather people in. Invite more people. Get them coming into my party. We can be like that because this party is for everyone. So we are sent to proclaim that truth, proclaim that good news to people who um, need to know it, who can be invited in, who are marginalized, who are overlooked, and say, this party is for you. That has been something that has been true for us at St. Saviour's, even this week. We have seen increasing numbers of people who, who need to know that they're not overlooked, who need to know that they are not forgotten by God. And we have had the opportunity and the privilege to share that good news, that they are loved, they are valued, they are respected, they are welcomed by God. And all the parties in the world, all these brilliant parties we've talked about, don't compare to the absolute privilege of seeing lives transformed by God. That's what this party's all about. That's what we're welcomed to. That's what we're invited to participate in. And you know what? You might not be sure this evening whether, uh, whether you believe me, whether it is all it's cracked up to be. So, to prove my point, I have something over here. I said earlier it wasn't possible to make a delicious vegan cake because you need butter and you need eggs. Well, I stayed up last night and I made this cake and it doesn't have any butter in it and it doesn't have any eggs in it. Some people had some this morning, as you can see. They said it was all right. If this cake is all right, then maybe what I'm saying is true and the kingdom of God is better than what we could possibly imagine. Would anyone like to come and try some to prove my point? Anyone brave enough to try vegan cake? Tasha, come on up, brilliant. Come and try some cake, and please say it was nice, because if it is, then people have to take my sermon seriously. If it's not, then they're gonna go home and say, what a load of rubbish. So um, just, just try a little bit, you don't have to have all of that, it's quite big. Fingers crossed here, my reputation's on the line. Great, round of applause for Tasha. Okay. So if delicious vegan cakes are possible, then God's amazing heavenly banquet kingdom party is possible. Are we up for participating in it? Yes. Are we up? Come on, are we up for participating in it? Yes. 